Love. Oh. Yes, I'm bringing love into the Brotherhood. Brotherly love, may it be poison or not. Valar de Laveris. Love, All love, men love. must love. La la love. La 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 love. Makes the world go round. Heyo, hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. As always, I'm your host, Zach, and sitting here next to me is my brother, Nate. Hey, I'm Nate. That's me. What up? Yo. It is really, really hot. Yeah, it's it's gross And that's hot. about all I've got. Yeah, pretty much. At work today, there was no wind either, and so it was just like 110 degrees fahrenheit because i know we have a lot of listeners who use the proper you know measurements of unit units of measurement there you go they're just words they measurement don't control of us. unit anyway yeah it was hot as fuck is basically what we're saying so if you've joined us before thank you for coming back if you have not been here we are full spoiler we will ruin this book series for you and probably a bunch of other shit too man because we talk about a lot of stuff but you know, this is your opportunity to leave, read the series, come back, and love what we do. Because we sure do, and we love you loving us. So, now that that's That's done, a bit too much love. Oh, okay. Last episode, if you joined us, we were reading and discussing John 6. Johnny Boy was ranging north of the wall with Corn Halfhand and a small little hand-picked squad to go scout the Frostfangs. And they had made it as far as the Skirtling Pass when they spotted a wildling lookout. So John and Stone Snake, Stone Snake scaled the side of the mountain and ambushed them, killing two and discovering that a third was a female. John took her captive. It was Egret, and John knows nothing John Snow because he let her go as a captive because Corrin told him we have no means to take care of her. So you kind of got to do it as a man of Winterfell and a brother of the Night's Watch. You got to do what needs to be done, but John couldn't do it, so Egret fled, and John. Fucked up. Fucked up. He fucked up. But for this episode, we're going back to King's Landing. With Sansa. With Sansa. Sansa 4, and it's been a while since we've seen a Sansa. Yeah, and it's pretty, immediately a pretty bleak picture is painted because the southern sky is absolutely... Well, what happened in the last Sansa? What did happen in the last Sansa? Yeah, I'm asking you because I don't remember. It's my, I don't even have the notebook with it active anymore. Um, was that when she got beaten and Tyrion brought her to her room, saved her? That's I think it was question. that long ago. It's been so long. Sansa yes, 3. This oh, is, it's your first chapter. It so, yeah, the last time we actually saw Sansa up. was when she was taken because Rob had won the battle um, at Oxford Cross. Right. And so that was a long time ago at yeah. this point. And Tyrion was somewhat kind to her. Yeah. But, and yeah. so she was brought back to her room afterwards because Tyrion wanted her to stay in his tower, but she was like, fuck that. <laughs> and. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Um, Sansa's having a rough go. Yeah, we did see her in another one of his chapters when the bread riots occurred, right. but now we're finally going to kind of get her experience. So, Yep, the southern sky is absolutely black with smoke as a line of fire stretches across the black water, horizon to horizon, while on this side of the river, the imp had fired everything outside the city walls, which we know from the Tyrion chapter was his plan to get rid of all the the ramshackle bullshit so Stannis couldn't scale it to get up the walls easier and the very air tasted of ash so she's here with Dantos and he's telling her what the clansmen are up to essentially they've been out in the Kingswood 
uh, killing the scouts for Stannis, um, burning the the fields themselves. But Stannis has been trying to smoke them out. Hell yeah. That doesn't seem to bother the clansmen because they're lighting fires themselves. Stannis had best train his horses to eat ash since he'd find no blade of grass. I had heard the imp say so. I hear all sorts of things as a fool that I never heard when I was a knight. They talk as though I am not there. Yeah, so I think the only interesting thing he's really earned here was that Moonboy works for Varys. Yeah, well, he thinks, and Sansa kind of dismisses. But yeah, yeah, I think that's an important thing of note, that he believes Moonboy has been paid by Varys for quite some time, and I think that's accurate. And so they talk of when Sansa asks when they can leave. She's like, yo, get me the fuck out of here. She wants to go now. Now is the perfect time. The time is ripe now. But Dantos is like, nah, sweetling, like, we can get you out of the castle, but the imps got the gates guarded now more than ever. Yeah. Don't worry, when my friend returns to the city, all will be good. We'll get you out of here. And so he just tells her you gotta be brave and be patient. So that's pretty neat that he's sitting here referencing Littlefinger, who we know is out of the city, yeah. because he's trying to work with uh Loris there. That's them. Yeah. Down at the I forget where they're at. Where are they at? What's the name of that place? Bitterbridge. Bitterbridge. Yeah. So she thinks that the whole of the city was afraid because the last time King's Landing fell, the King the Lannisters had looted and raped as they pleased, even though the city had opened its gates. This time the imp meant to fight, and a city that fought could expect no mercy whatsoever. And so Dantos Eventually, just asks her as they're parting, asks for a little kiss for luck. Give you, me... you jumped, you well, hold up. So we're going to skirt back a okay, little bit sure. to some stuff that happened there. Um, where am I? So, I yeah, he says that they were too heavily guarded. But then she starts, uh, I just thought it was interesting because she starts thinking about the, because he says the Blackwater they can't cross because there's no boats out there. That's yeah. not happening. And that kind of she thinks about Tyrion's last chapter where he had to go and speak with the people who owned all the boats and she thinks how all the trading galleys and ferries and all that had been seized. Um, the only boat that was currently out there was the King's Galley staying in deep waters as it shared volleys of arrows back at the men on the shores, the opposite shore, because yeah. Stannis's vanguard had arrived. And you skipped over the discussion of the Vanguard. The Vanguard had gotten there two days earlier. Stannis is still on the march, but the Vanguard led by Gyard Merrigan, known as Gyard the Green, um, has been standing on that opposite shore just fucking chucking shit. Oh, I did skip over the Vanguard stuff. Um, And so that's when Sansa reminds Dantos that Stannis has like twice the men that Joffrey has. Like, they're fucked. She needs to get out of the city now. And he's like, yeah, no, don't worry, though, because, like, we have we have the fleets. We The, the boats will take care of it. And she's like, yo, Stannis has way more boats than we do. Like, what the fuck? Um, but he starts wor- telling her to, you know, the gods, they'll, uh, they'll probably come and sweep away his fleets, yeah. knock that shit off the, the map. No, you're fucking stupid, Dantos. <laughs> Yeah, pray um, for a storm to sweep them Yeah, away. exactly. Um, so, at this point, she starts thinking about how, because he's saying that, she's worried, and so her stomach starts to hurt. Yeah. And how it's been happening more and more frequently, because she's been getting more and more scared about what's going on. And, and she's been crying a lot. And crying a lot. And so she's having these mood swings. Yep. And so she, it's, I think it's interesting how 
early Martin starts painting the picture of what's going on and foreshadowing what's going to happen to her at the end. Yep. She's having these stomach pains, these cramps. She's having the, the teary mood swings, like all Even of these... the, the wine stain on Danto's surcoat. It's it's a white, red wine stain. Yeah, She's yeah. She's got the red stain little, on her mm-hmm. bedclothes. And so, yeah, it's just this very subtle... She's completely misinterpreting yeah. them, but the signs are there that it's been happening and preparing to happen here for quite some time. Yeah, so this is when she says, you know, the whole of the city is afraid. Exactly. And then uh, he asks her for a little kiss for good luck. And it's gross. And she uh, dodged his wet, groping lips and just kisses him lightly on the cheek and bids him good night. And heads out yeah. away from him. Again, thinking about how she can't stop crying lately all the time. You know, yeah. just over nothing. It just happens. The drawbridge to Mager's Holdfast is unguarded, as the imp had pretty much all the men on the walls at this point or at the gates. So Sansa could go wherever she wanted, but there's nowhere within the ca- within the castle she could go where she wanted, but there's nowhere she really wants to go. It was kind of like quarantine, where like <laughs> for those of us who were essential being out and about, it's like, you know, I probably could go somewhere. Probably, since I'm spo- I'm out and about. But then it's like, well, yeah, but there's not really anywhere I could go, even if I wanted to. So, so she goes back to her bedchamber, but doesn't enter because the room makes her feel trapped. Even when the the windows are open, it feels like she can't breathe in there. So instead, she climbs up to the roof, and the smoke had blotted out the stars and the crescent moon above. Yet from here, she could see everything: the red keep, all the streets, the men on the walls. And- Yo, so I was thinking about this vision because we we've had some pretty nasty wildfires you know out here in in southern california and when that happens in this area or even not too far like the way that the ash and clouds build and there's like the sun is more of a red sky Mm -hmm. and it's just this weird dark overcast it's creepy and so i was kind of picturing king's landing with that going on and being able to see all the city and fucking black water yeah like god that. That's and gotta just be a line of creepy. fire. Yeah, the and the side. fire, absolutely. A stab went through her, and she sobbed and clutched her belly. She might have fallen, but a shadow moved suddenly, and strong fingers grabbed her arm and steadied her. And she immediately begins pulling away, saying, Let go, let go. Get the fuck off! And it's the hound. Of course, it's the hound. And he's just still amused that she's so afraid of him. Yeah. And he's like, But you were happy to see me when the mob had hold of you, didn't you? And. She is scared yeah. to look at him. She's turning this away. Is, well, and... that's when we finally get the first look from her eyes of the bread riots and how she starts remembering a, a guy grabbing a hold of her. Um, but am I jumping farther ahead? Yeah, she. You, I did. Yeah. I skipped the next line. Yeah, she. Uh... She's scared and still can't look at him, and he's amused by that. Yeah, so she. She. Oh no no yeah you were right I was she, right yeah, there yeah she uh she recalls the the bread riots and the hound saving her how she could feel the the man's hand on her and then suddenly his fingers twitching and the hand just going and then the hound was a blur of steel and red the mist. red mist I loved how he how that was written and, yeah but she mostly remembers afterwards as they were fleeing how he started laughing mm. now she says that there was a a weird transformation type thing I didn't actually write the word that Martin used it might have just been change but. Do you think that that was because he was smiling, she saw him with joy, like with, and not like in a scared way, like understanding that he's taking pleasure in murdering people right now, but more as like, she saw that he can be happy and he's expressing that right there and seeing that smile, true smile break across his monster face. She's like, oh, 
if he's actually smiling, he he's tolerable to look at. No, I think that I think it's a, well, I think yeah, when he's smiling, he's tolerable to look at. But I think it's also raising the question of like the hound is so broken that this is what's making him smile is killing. Yeah, and like that's not okay. And so I think it's it's a little of both. Yeah, his face changes. He's not so hard to look at when he's smiling and not being cruel, but. It's also only coming when he just cut down a whole lot of small folk and, yeah. and the rest are fleeing before But yeah, him. so she comes back to the present and she realizes, you know, because she forces herself to look at it. Really look. And she's like, you know, it's it's really not so much the scars and the burns. It's his eyes that freak her out. Because they're so full of anger. Anger and hatred. And she calls him, you know, she's like, I never... I should have found you and thanked you for saving me. I never did. You were very brave. And he laughs, and she hates, she hate. he just laughs at her, saying, you know, oh, yeah, brave, sure, I was brave. It's easy to be brave when you're well, fighting. He says, a dog doesn't need courage to chase off rats. Yeah, and she, she hates the way he talks, so he's so harsh and angry. And she asks him, do you get joy? Out of scaring people. And he says, no, it gives me joy killing people. <laughs> Spare me this false piety. You're a high lord's get, he says. Don't tell me Lord Eddard Stark of Winterfell never killed a man. Yeah, but it, it was his duty. Yeah, but you're going to try and tell me he if he ever told you that he didn't enjoy doing it, then he was a fucking liar, because he did. Killing is the sweetest thing there is, and she hugs herself suddenly cold. Why are you always so hateful? I was just thanking you. And he says, just as if I was one of those true knights you love so much. What do you think a knight is for, girl? Knights are for killing. He laid the edge of his sword against her neck, right under her ear. She could feel its sharpness. And he goes on to say, I killed my first man at twelve, and I've lost count how many since. And they're all meat, and I'm the butcher. I mean, he goes on saying, you know, men, women, children. Yeah, but... so what I think is crazy here, because, you know, the Hound, I, I'm a fan of the Hound, but technically speaking, this here, what he's doing, is just as fucking traumatic as Marin Tramp backhanding oh, her yeah. and whapping her with his sword. Like, he's mentally traumatizing the fuck out of her by trying to be like, no, you're fucking, you're likely to die. I'm the only true thing because I kill people and that's what you're supposed to like and nobody's real. Fuck them all. Yeah. And it's like, dude, fuck. And he says, so long as I have this, and he lifts the sword from her throat, I need fear no man on earth. And that's, that's, that's the hound. Is he? That's his control. That's his yeah. unvariable. He has this long sword, which has the power of life and death, which he just laid at Sansa's throat, clearly saying... I could kill you right now if I wanted. This is the only truth that matters in your world right now. And she thinks, except your brother. Yeah, man. Now, if it wasn't for the repercussions, I would love for her to have said that. Yeah. Like, love to have seen that. And then she thinks, and I think that this gets so undercredited for Sansa, she pegs the hound to a T here, saying he is a dog, just as he says. A half-wild, mean-tempered dog that bites any hand that tries to pet him and yet will savage any man who hurts his masters. He's a wounded animal. Yeah. Based on the trauma from his childhood of his potentially sexually, physically abusive older brother, yeah. his father who lied and denied it to cover it up, I mean... It was a traumatizing event for him, and so he is lashing out. He's got all sorts of 
fucked up issues, and she absolutely nailed it. He's a wounded animal who's going to lash out whether you're being nice to him or not, and he's going to protect his masters, whoever they may be. And I just, I, she's got him. She's got him fucking yeah. pegged. Yeah. And it's perfect. And she asks about the men across the river. Aren't you afraid of them? And he just says, all this burning. Only cowards fight with fire. Lord Stannis is not a coward. Now, I like what the hound... It almost seems like the hound... Respected Bobby? That and almost would, like, not risk fighting him in one-on-one combat. Bobby the way me? he talks. Yeah, Robert Baratheon. He's like, yeah, he's he's no coward, but he's not Robert. Robert wouldn't have let something like a little water stop him from taking this cat. Like, he, he had this picture in his mind of what Robert was yeah. like at his heyday and so that kind of gives us a little reason as to why he's in fucking King's Landing where he's at right like, he was why? there for Robert right he wasn't there for Joffrey absolutely not. he ended up becoming Joffrey's dog because Joffrey probably liked his savagery and Cersei was like yeah that I like that combo but yeah he liked Robert and what Robert was and the warrior Robert was yeah and that's yeah. interesting that there's someone the hound respected and it's in Robert. some way like yeah because you know he bashes Robert oh yeah as yeah well he's a has. fat drunken king but but like the way he talks right there no Stannis, Stannis is okay is no Robert but he wasn't Robert yeah and it's like whoa like of all people to to throw some respect Sansa asks what Sandor will do when he crosses fight kill die maybe. And then she asks if he's afraid that the gods will send him to some hell for all the evil he's done. Now, I picture his barking laugh that he does in every other chapter, except apparently this one right there. But he's basically like, what fucking gods? What hell? Like, I've done no evil. I've killed some people. Fuck off. The gods who made us all. And he says, tell me, little bird, what kind of god makes a monster like the imp or a halfwit like Lady Tonda's daughter? If there are gods, they made sheep so wolves could eat mutton and the weak for the strong to play with. Now, I, A, no, like, no. But it immediately made me think of the Dothraki tribes where you had the sheep men, the lamb men, the lamb yep. men where they're there to provide for Whatever the, the, the warriors. Want. Yeah, like, yeah. that's it. They're slaves, essentially, because they're weak. Yep. And they're supposed to be there to be taken over by the strong. And it's almost like this direct yeah. wording. Um, yeah, so... sharp steel and strong arms rule the world. Don't ever believe any different. And Sansa begins backing away from him, just saying, You're awful. And he says, I'm honest. It's the world that's awful. Now fly away, little bird. I'm sick of you peeping at me. So now, of all the other things, that's the one line I can relate to. I'm honest. Mm. It's the world that's awful. Pretty much. Fuck them. Yeah. I, uh, also, I just like that I think he sends her away. I'm sick of you peeping at me because her peeping at him is... Peeking her... over like Well, it's... The... No, no, no. I think it's her, like, chirp, chirp, her peeping oh, as a little bird. Talking, but I yeah, think yeah. it's... It's her kindness, this empathy that she continues to have is slowly grating on him. It's making him re-examine things from a a perspective he doesn't want to look at. The world has to be, has to fit his, his model of it, otherwise his actions aren't justified. But in his head, he was traumatized as a child, so we need to continue that cycle of passing it on, being the strongest, so that no one can ever hurt you like that again. And he's continuing it with Sansa with putting the sword to her blade. Yeah. And so I think him saying, you know, now fly away, I'm sick of you peeping, is like, I'm sick of your 
pious yeah, yeah, chirping yeah, just... all the time. Like, you're too fucking optimistic. Get away from me. Go. And so as Sansa flees, we are going to convene our small council to let you guys know where you can reach us on social medias and send us emails and cool stuff like that. Yeah. See you there. Welcome to the small council. Da da da. Nice one. That's all that was I great. had. Yeah. So welcome. Thank you for joining us. This is where we give you our social medias and ways to contact us. So that way yeah. you can do so. The best way where we get the longest, especially lately, Fuck. Uh, emails yes. um, is withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. Just send us an email directly. Do it. Otherwise, we are on all the socials, facebook.com slash brotherhoodpodcast. We also have the private Facebook group, but you mm. need to join our Patreon Special. for that. Patreon.com slash withoutmanners. Withoutmanners. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, Twitter. Twitter. That's where I'm very active, You're at mannerswithout. You're on there at carstark92. Less active. That's okay. Mostly husky pictures but that's all right they're adorable I they promise. are they're pretty great and otherwise leave us ratings yeah. and reviews and comment everywhere we try to respond to as many as possible yep. i do work full-time as well though guys so sometimes i get a little behind my yep. bad um yeah i think that covers most of what we needed to cover in this one anything that you can think of nope no nope. stay safe the world is crazy and scary yeah, right now and so like, really fucking scary stay inside quarantine and you know, pray if that's your thing for what's going on in the world, because Jesus, it's crazy. So, yeah, let's go back to Sansa. Yeah. Like a little bird, she flees. <laughs> and so she notes here that she was afraid of Sandor. 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 Sandor Klegan. She was afraid of Sandor, and yet a small part of her wished Dantos had a bit of his ferocity. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, when she's thinking of the one, the knight that's there to save her, it's this soft, fucking dopey drunker. Drunk, yeah. I mean, Sandor's also a drunk, but... But he's, he's capable. He's capable. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I think, the entire bit of difference there. She dreams of the mob that night, and it's pretty fucking wild of a dream when she gets back to her bedchamber and finally falls asleep. She dreams yeah. of them ripping and pulling fucking having really twisted inhuman faces. Yeah, and she's just crying out, no, like, leave me alone. They begin stabbing her and stabbing her and stabbing her until there was nothing from, like, the waist down of her but wet red ribbons. And she awakes, feeling sick and like she didn't get any sleep, and her thighs were sticky. And she throws off the blankets and sees a ton of blood and flips her shit. Well, yeah, because at first she immediately thinks that it was the dream come true. Yeah. Like, she's fucking dying here. And, like, who could blame her? Yeah, no. Like, fucking no, wake no, up she's covered definitely in blood. got some like, PTSD from the bread ride. Shit, so, yeah. yeah. So she's fucking And so she goes to the floor freaking out when it starts dawning on her and... Honestly, that realization is no better than thinking yeah, yeah, her yeah, yeah, body yeah. was cut in half. She goes into full panic attack mode of she didn't want this happening now. And for Layman's turn, she, she just flowered. She had her first period. And so she's freaking out. I don't want this. Not now. Madness not now, took not now. hold of her. So she quickly runs over to the basin and washes the blood off her legs. But she's like, fuck. 
they're going to the see bloods the in sheet. the pool now, so they're going to see. Yeah, so I have to get rid of that. But then she notices that the blood clothes, bed clothes, are all fucking. Yeah, so mess. she goes and cuts the sheet out where the blood stain is and yeah. tries to just you know we'll deal with that. But then she realizes that they're going to ask why are the sheets all cut up. So she has to throw the whole sheet in there. She has to burn it. She decides. Yep. So yeah, she's. <laughs> Because she's, and the whole time she's saying she has to get rid of it or they'll see. And if they see, they'll marry her to Joff and make her lay with him. Yeah, so we'll pause here for a second and mention the real reason she's panicking. On top of the fact that she's having this occur to her for the first time. She's only 12. Right. Her mother's There's nowhere mother's to be found. There. There's no Septim or Dane who would be the other person that could be there for her. Yep. Like the people she's familiar with. No one. So she's experiencing this alone and not been too well informed. No. Um, and so she's she's worried because she knows that this makes her a woman, means that she will now be forced to marry Joffrey and bear his children. Yeah. And she. Uh, That's enough to make anyone have a fucking absolutely. panic attack. So, yeah, she just douses the sheets she, yeah, she in oil. Yeah, she shoves the shit in the fireplace and just lights, lights that, that up. Shit. But then she remembers that the fucking bed is covered in blood, too. So, so she tries to burn that as well, but it's mattress. big and cumbersome, and she could only get half of it in the fire, and that's where they found her on her knees, struggling to shove the mattress into the flames as thick gray smoke filled her room when the door burst open and she heard her maid gasp. It yeah. took three of them to pull her away, but it was all for nothing. By the time they carried her off, her thighs were bloody again, and I wrote the exact quote. It was as if her own body had betrayed her to Joffrey, unfurling a banister, a banner of Lannister crimson for all the world to see. And goddamn, just what a... What a great analogy with the Lannister what terrifying crimson. way to put it in. The, fuck, like, man. Like, I, I don't... Because I, uh, until recently, I had, because I had taken my notes and then we had received some information that really assisted in this chapter. So I'm going to kind of give what I, my perspective on this before I had, we had gotten that information. But I was under the impression that Martin had done a great job here because yeah. I obviously have no fucking clue what it's like to go through this. You might. Uh, you, yeah. No? No. Maybe? Okay. Yeah. So we don't know what the fuck it's actually like and just the panic because i know what a panic attack is you know what a panic attack is we've we've experienced those correct and like that you can see is being portrayed accurately very fucking accurately how capable of maintaining her thought process throughout is isn't as surprising as I was expecting it well, because it's a rushing thought. It's a specific focus as mm-hmm. well. I I can't be with Gotta get rid of the I blood. need to yeah. get rid of the evidence so that that doesn't happen. Yeah. And you just you break it down and you go through each part. But of the she's process. also scattered because she's exactly looking at the basin, being like, "Shit, what am I going to do about the water?" And then oh, sees mattress. the red stain no, and it's like, "Oh fuck, the tail that right. tells." So I need to do that. And she, there is no thought to it. There's smoke geysering into her room at right. this point. Like, somebody's going to come in and notice she something. She just is trying yeah. to, exactly. And so... They deal it, with the fire, and they brought up, uh, and the bed, and they bring up a tub with some scalding hot water, and they bathed her and washed her hair and gave her a cloth to wear between her legs. And by then, she was calm and ashamed of her folly, which, fuck Sansa, I have never been able to calm down that quickly. I think that the ashamed of her folly is the um, not thinking it clearly enough to where she could have, if she didn't alert them with the smoke, 
she probably could have flipped the match yeah, or yeah, yeah. done something. Yeah, no, like... I like the way Martin did it because he said, like, the line is, by then she was calm and ashamed for her folly. The smoke had ruined most of her clothes. So it makes you think, like, oh, like, she's just worried the smoke ruined her clothes. Yeah. But no, 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 I really think it's what you said where if I had thought about it, I could have had more time before the maids came in. Just remade my bed or something real quick right, and told right. them, like, don't take the sheets. Like, I'm going to be taking a nap here in a minute, whatever. And, and yeah, I had a little more time to think it through. I think that's her folly, not yeah. the clothing. And her being, again, like you said, self-aware enough to settle down and pull that calmness over yeah. herself. Fucking mind-boggling. Yeah, because nothing's changed. Like, she's still got to marry Joffrey and everything. Like, yeah. that's still in her thought process. But, yeah, so like you said, her all her clothes were destroyed, so they bring her this green wool shift to wear. And, yep. you know, tell her, you know, it's not as pretty as your stuff, but it'll do. And her shoes were okay, though. So this is, I, I don't know if this was just Martin's way of announcing to the reader that she's going to see the queen now. Yeah. or But, yeah, the, so now you don't have to go barefoot to meet the, with the queen. Yeah. And that's what she does. Yeah, Cersei was breaking her fast when Sansa entered her solar. And Cersei tells her to sit and gestures to all the food, asking if she's hungry. But Sansa's stomach I was is in knots. I know it sounded so good. Ugh. And she declines. And Cersei says, I don't blame you. Between Tyrion and Lord Stannis, everything I eat tastes of ash. And now you're setting fires as well. What did you hope to accomplish? All right. I hate this bitch. I love that But I fucking love that line. Like, and now you're setting fires, too. You little pyro. Like, what do you hope to accomplish with this? It's so good. And Sansa, and I loved it, lowers her head and says, the blood frightened me. And Cersei says, the blood is the seal of your womanhood. You've had your first flowering, nothing more. And Sansa had never so, felt less flowery. Yeah. <laughs> she did say uh, Lady Catelyn should have yep. told you about yep. this. And I just, just for her to even mention her name, yeah. is, it seems strange seems to me. Seems cruel. Yeah. yeah. Just Lady Catelyn should have warned you of yeah, this. Yeah, from Cersei, you would expect, like, that bitch, Lady Catelyn. Yeah. yeah. So she was like, well, I, you know, she did tell me about it, but I didn't expect it to be like this. Not this messy, and somehow more magical. And Cersei laughed. A woman's life is nine parts mess to one part magic. You'll learn that soon enough. I fucking love that line. Ugh. I think Cersei's killing it in this scene, yo. She's such a bitch. And she's like, and you'll even learn that that one part magic is oftentimes the cause of the mess. <laughs> Do you know what it means now that you're a woman and... Like a like a fucking broodmare, like I, yeah. it means I am fit to wed and bed and have Joffrey's children. Like, yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. And Cersei is like, yeah, but clearly you're not nearly as interested in that as you once were. Hell yeah, are you? I'll not fault you that Joffrey has always been difficult, even his birth. I labored in pain for hours, and I screamed so loud I thought Robert would hear me in the king's wood. And Sansa's like, his grace wasn't there. You fucking cocksucker, Bobby B. And you motherfucker. Cersei's like, no, he wasn't fucking there. He would go off hunting whenever I was with child, and he'd bring me back a pelt or a stag, and I would present him with a baby. Not that I wanted him there, of course. I had Pycelle, an army of midwives, and my brother... Yeah, which I, I, of course, get the Jamie attitude in there with, they tried to prevent him from being in there with me, but he stopped and just asked, which one of you plans to keep me out? Yeah. Suck it. Joffrey will show you no such devotion, I'm afraid. 
He'll never forget the day your sis he you saw your sister. Sh- oh Jesus Christ! I'm you're my you're notes jumping all, all out of sorts of fucked up. Joffrey will never show you such devotion. You could thank your sister for that if she weren't dead. Salt. So is that has they haven't confirmed to Sansa uh, as far as we know on page? Yeah, no, I think Cersei's just being a bitch there and being yeah. like, yeah, no, we don't know where she is, so let's go with she's dead. Yeah, like not give her any hope. Shit. And uh, yeah, he'll never forget the day on the Trident when you saw her shame him. So he shames you in turn. However, you're stronger than you than you seem. Interesting note from Cersei. You may uh. And you should be able to endure a few embarrassments. You may never love the king, but you will love his children. And uh, I just... That... that mm, He punishes her for Arya For the Arya shaming shame. him. Which clearly isn't just the case. Mm-mm. It's part of it. That no, definitely he's a, inspires No, he's a little it. fucking sociopath. But that's, that's the so, main cause. But yeah, no, I, I like... That I don't she's like put, Cersei's reason. That she's but, putting that... Yeah. It's your sister's fault. It's Arya's And she's fault. dead. And like... That's the cruel thing yeah. there. Like, oh, your dead sister fucked you. She fucked yeah, you, you up. Yeah, you can't even blame life. her because she's dead. But Sansa says, I love his grace with all my heart. And Cersei's like, get some new lies, bitch. Stannis ain't going to like that one, I promise you. Which, again, is Cersei basically saying, Stannis is going to win. Yeah. So you're fucked. And she's like, but but the High Septon said that the the gods would never let Stannis take it. Tyrion told him to. Yeah. Um... That the gods would never let Stannis take over the, the city because Joffrey was the trueborn heir. Yeah. And Cersei laughs. A half smile flickers over her face. Fucking. Robert's trueborn son and heir. And yet Joffrey would cry whenever Robert picked him up. But his bastards would dote on. He would dote on and they would laugh when he. Or he would laugh when he stuck the, his finger in their mouth and they sucked it. His bastards loved him. So that's where he went. Yeah, because he friends, loved the smiles and the cheers. With friends and his confidants whores. and whores. And Just like his uh, her brother Tyrion. He has the same disease for women. For love. For yeah. love. Do you, Sansa? And she's like, everyone wants to be loved, um, your grace. No. You, yeah, you're skipping ahead again, aren't you? No, Tyrion oh. has the same disease as love. Do you want to be loved, Sansa? Oh, yeah, my bad. And she's like, no. Uh, yeah, everybody wants to be loved. And Cersei is like, well, clearly flowering hasn't made you any smarter, which right. is fucking savage. Like, Jesus. Yeah, and so she says, uh, I see flowering hasn't made you any brighter. Sansa, permit me to share a bit of womanly wisdom with you on this very special day. Love is poison. Sweet poison, yes, but it will kill you all the same. Yuck, 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 yuck. Yes, she's a fucking savage. Yeah, she only gets more savage, too, with Blackwater, especially with Sansa. Yeah, once they're in there in the... Ellen Payne's here to kill us. Yeah, it's wild shit. Yeah, so uh, an intensely large chapter for Sansa. Yeah, like Like, a lot of fucking... As far as her growth. Her development as a person. And her development with... Some pretty important relationships around her, Cersei, and, and then the Hound, the Hound and Dantos. Yeah. Uh, I especially like the Sansa and Sandor bit, but you got an adecti? Um, I think I have to give it to Sansa this this chapter. Oh, she. she's she's fucking she's in 
basically children's prison camp, but she's at the adult prison, and she's surrounded by the warden and his fucking goons who are all allowed to do whatever the fuck they want, and she just had her first fucking period, man. Like, yeah. This poor fucking child. Yeah, it's Jesus a shitty morning. Jesus Christ, man. That so is a I'm going to give morning. it to her just so that she can spend the night in one of our warm caves here in the Brotherhood. <laughs> Stay safe, Sansa. Stay safe. Um, mine yeah. is probably, oh man, it was hard to pick, but it's going to go to Cersei. Yeah. Because I just, she had a lot of great lines. Some good, good wisdom mixed in with some extremely savage salt. But Massive cunt words. I really, I, I, I really like Cersei in these no. beginning chapters. Then when we get to Feast and we actually get her POV, I get a little more annoyed with her because she's extremely arrogant, but. Now I'd like to call you out for a comment you told me at the beginning of this episode too much love by reading out our favorite french fry julian's inductee his inductee is gonna be love oh yes i'm bringing love into the brotherhood brotherly love may it be poison or not valor de loveris love all love, men love. must love la la love la 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 love makes, makes the, the world, world go round killed it all right. Anyway, we thank did, you, Julian. Thanks, Julian. Uh, we appreciate Moff it. Love is a uh, is a great one for this chapter. Yeah, it's a great Especially thing to pull out. Considering uh, Julian, actually, I don't even know if you would, if you know of the theory that is Sansa and the Hound and sort of the Beauty and the Beast dun, dun, dun. theory that's around them. And so, yeah, um, not to mention Dantos with uh, Sansa yeah, doing that, that kind John of weird, Quill, gross Florian. stuff, and then the Cersei motherly love. Yeah, can we just talk about how like Don like we need a restraining order on Dude, Dantos like, needs to be like chained like to Jorah. the Weirwood when he's there yeah. visiting. No, you can't come within twenty feet of Sansa. You talk into this can that's attached to her can by a string. Yeah, social distancing, His bro. Gross, wet, groping the, lips. It made me think of Ramsay. It made me think Re- of Payette Pre. Ugh. Just fucking ugh. Anyway, we also got thank you, Julian, again. We also got another inductee from mm-hmm. Amelia from YouTube and hey. from YouTube and Amelia had a fantastic email, a lot to say on this chapter, which was great to read. But Holy her inductee shit, yes. would, of course, be Sansa for this one. She is so brave in this chapter. Wish I could just give her a hug. And uh, she says, I hope you have a nice week. Lots of greetings and stay mannerless. Hell yeah. And so thank you, Amelia Sansa. Killed it this chapter. Yeah. So just to briefly touch on her email, it was a very long one. And as I mentioned, we were given some information. Thank you for the insight. Because yeah. again, we we don't fucking know. So yeah, it's it hard really to helped put things relate to Sansa when, you know, I've never experienced my first period. And so it's uh, still waiting on it. It's, you know, I'm hoping one day. One day. It's, it's, see, and you were telling us that it sucks to be the last. Can't we tell It's you. like my letter from Hogwarts. It's like, awful. I'm still fucking waiting. <laughs> but, no, uh, you really provided some great insight, and uh, there was a lot of great points you made about Sansa and Sandor and Arya and Sandor and Arya and how it's not that Arya hates being a girl. It's that she hates the confines placed on her gender, and I, I love that point because you're absolutely right. Arya sees nothing wrong with being female. She sees what's wrong with the limitations placed on her by the society that she lives in. Why can't I do this? Why is it expected of me to be a lady? So, A-class shit. Keep it coming. Amelia, Julian, thank you both for writing in. If you'd like to write in, listen to the small council meeting, and you'll get all yeah. our socials. And next episode we'll be reading, is it John 7? John 7. John 7. Going right back up to John to deal with him letting Egret go. Yep. And, and then, then we'll be back with uh, 
Catlin, I Cat, is that it? So I need to pull up some messages quick, too. Just We should have mentioned in our small council as well, but here at the top of the episode, or the bottom of the episode, the bottom. end of the episode, um, we have the ends and last chapters coming up for a lot of people. Yes. So Bran, Arya, Danny, Davos, and Catelyn. All will be their last chapter next we reach. Yes. Theon and John have two more chapters left. Tyrion has four chapters. And Sansa has the most with five left yes. still. Yep. So we're getting a lot of Blackwater through Cat, uh, Sansa and Tyrion. Um, Theon and Jon have a little bit left to wrap up with their stories yep. for Clash of Kings. Otherwise, we're pretty much done with Bran, Arya, Danny, and Davos, and Cat. Yes. So... Get us inductees for all those. John wrapping... 7 is next, and then Tyrion 12 will be after yeah. that. So, so send us inductees yeah. for those. We're wrapping up Clash of Kings. Fuck yeah, we are. And then we'll be moving on to Storm of Swords. We'll catch you on the next one. Valor to Harris. Peace.